everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the I Don't Care, I Love It podcast. I'm your host, Haley. Um, how's everybody doing today? I personally am coming off of, I'm recording this on the day of the Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour Ticketmaster gate of 2022. Just, you know, looking forward to the Netflix documentary that's going to be made about this crime and fiasco. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm emotionally spent from this whole freaking disaster of just trying to get tickets. I've never seen Taylor Swift, um, I've never seen Taylor Swift live. I've never seen her concert. I'm a huge concert goer. This is the last artist on my bucket list that I haven't seen. Um, I have been wanting this for so, 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 so long, and it's just, it's just crazy. So um, we actually have a Taylor Swift deep dive in the works, both to just kind of review her whole life and her success, but also for the people who are like, what is the hype? I don't get it. It's for you guys too, to just kind of like give you, set the stage of her whole career and rising to fame and everything like that. So that's in the works. Um, but for today... I, it's the day before Thanksgiving when this episode is coming out, and I wanted to do justice for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my number one favorite holiday. I love absolutely everything about Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving just has everything good in the world. All my favorite things, personally. It's all about gratitude, thankfulness, which is just one of the best things you could ever do for your mental health, for your life everything. It's all about food. It's all about getting together. It's just the warmest, coziest feelings all around. I love, love, love Thanksgiving so much. And I feel like, unfortunately, it it normally, it just gets swept under the rug. But here's the thing. I, I don't, it's not Thanksgiving's fault, okay? It gets swept under the rug. Christmas just kind of barges in, for the record. I'm all about Christmas. I love Christmas. I love decorating your house before Thanksgiving. We're decorating our house tonight. But I think Thanksgiving deserves more of a center stage, but it's not Thanksgiving's fault. Here's the thing. It needs to be a bigger deal, but for most people, it's just an afterthought because Christmas is so demanding. There's no Thanksgiving songs. There's no Thanksgiving traditions like building gingerbread houses, seeing lights, etc. like Christmas has. Thanksgiving literally just has turkey pie, like there's no, there's nothing else around it to give it the hype, give it what it needs. So today I am going to be Thanksgiving's hype woman. I love Thanksgiving so much, as I've already said 80 times. I love the opportunity to stop and gather and celebrate our blessings and just what you have, right? It's just you celebrate what you have. I hate that it immediately turns around into what we want. Um, Obviously, that's not about all about Christmas, but it just feels like we're just celebrating all that we have and being thankful. And then literally that day, seconds later, it's like, gotta buy this, gotta buy this. Um, so I want to like prolong that Thanksgiving vibe a little bit longer. And I know everybody else, everybody has a different opinion about this, but I personally love all the Thanksgiving food. I love stuffing. I love mashed potatoes and gravy, like probably top three favorite foods ever. I love pie. Give me all the pie, especially like a meringue pie. 
a classic pumpkin pie you can never go wrong with. The sweet potato yams thing, you guys. I freaking love that thing so much with the sweet, nutty, brown sugar stuff on top, the rolls, the butter, the cranberry sauce, all of it's my favorite food except the green beans, honestly. Does anyone like the green beans? Ugh. <sighs> um, all of it's my favorite food. It's just my dream holiday. So I want to give you guys the backstory of Thanksgiving, Okay. So you can appreciate, you know, what it's all about. I feel like we all know the backstory of Christmas, which has a great backstory, by the way. I love Christmas, okay? No shade to Christmas. But we need to know the, the backstory of Thanksgiving, what Thanksgiving is all about, okay? It is. It was so fun for me to learn about all this. So a lot of us grew up in school, at least, you know, knowing a little bit about it, which... You know, what I was taught was essentially the indigenous people in the United States and Canada and the pilgrims had like a gratitude feast in the fall and then we started a tradition. But it's a lot cuter and a lot more complex than that. So let's set the stage, take you to Plymouth, Massachusetts, and the year is 1621. To me, that feels like literally forever ago. <laughs> but the year is 1621 and we are in Plymouth, Massachusetts. So that obviously is pretty far north in New England, Massachusetts, and then Plymouth is pretty much on the border of Canada and the United States. Okay, so pretty far north. And there is a, a local indigenous tribe called the Wampanoag tribe, okay? I practice this a lot from little Google telling you how to pronounce it, but I think I'm doing it right. The American pronunciation is Wampanoag, okay? So that tribe lives there. And the pilgrims are close by and there's pilgrims slash colonists. They had a lot of tension. Like they pretty much tried to stay out of each other's way. If you kind of crossed each other's paths, like usually you didn't live. They had a lot of conflict and a lot of tension. So it's fall time and the pilgrims were going bird hunting for turkeys. So they kind of like headed out and then... Um, Suddenly, the Wampanoag tribe suddenly just shows up at their little village. And they were super scared. Like, what's going to happen? Are you guys mad at us? Wanting to start a war or whatever? And the the indigenous people, the tribe people just kind of hung out. And they were like, hey, you know, we're just kind of here to hang. And so for a few days, they kind of just hung out. And then the pilgrims were like, hey, we're going, you know, bird hunting and we're kind of doing our end of the year fall harvest. Would you guys want to have like a big fun, fun dinner together? And the Wampanoag people were like, yeah, we'd love to. So the pilgrims and the tribe together, they contributed cranberries, corn, turkeys, vegetables, beer, etc. And they just threw a big feast in the town. So... Just the Wampanoag people and the pilgrims all just hung out. They said everyone sat around all throughout the town and they said they had paper plates, which I don't know what that means, but you can feel okay that you're doing paper plates because I guess that's traditional. <laughs> but everyone sat around, just ate food together and just had a big feast, which was like so unprecedented. Everyone in the town and everyone from the tribe came and then afterwards they hung out and played games forever. They played all kinds of fun pilgrim games that they were into. Um, and they really just had like a peaceful, happy time. So this resulted actually from this, they decided to make a peace treaty between the Wampanoag and the pilgrims in Plymouth. 
because before then they had a lot of tension. There wasn't really a lot of communication, a lot of treaties. It was just like, are you going to kill me? Am I going to kill you? Like, what's going to happen? And they had such a great time, had such a great gathering, and they realized that, you know, both people are just trying to live their lives, do their best, that they made a peace treaty and became friends. And this treaty lasted for more than 50 years until England showed up and kind of ruined everything. (laughs) But that's beside the point. And something that was fun for me to learn about was that this end of the year harvest come together and just have a big dinner with your town is was not a novel thing that happened on this quote-unquote first Thanksgiving. They would do this all the time. They would have days of thanks or Thanksgiving is what they called it all throughout United States and Canada. It was something that actually the indigenous people would do as well. The, the pilgrims would do because back then, you know, life was really rough and you couldn't obviously just go to the grocery store and pick up your food. Sometimes they had bad years and they didn't get a lot of harvest. They didn't have a lot to eat. They were always concerned about what they were going to eat, how they were going to live, basically. So they spent a lot of time to be grateful over their meals, which I think there's so much beauty in that. We could take so much just from that um, and apply it to us. But they would do these days of Thanksgiving all the time. Very not unusual. What was unusual and what does make this the first Thanksgiving was that they invited the Wampanoag tribe. And the Wampanoag tribe wanted to join. And essentially what makes it a Thanksgiving now is people coming together. Almost like burying the hatchet and getting together with people and just to celebrate our common, you know, what we have in common instead of celebrating our differences. Which is so beautiful to me, you guys. Just Thanksgiving warms my heart. So after that first Thanksgiving, the pilgrims and the Wampanoag tribe kind of still got together and they still had their peace treaty and were friends. And then it kind of spread to different places in the United States and Canada where they would also do a little bit more official Thanksgiving. Like I said, they were already doing Thanksgiving dinners and just, you know, days of thanks where they gave thanks that they could actually eat but they started to include other people and make it more of a community and a unity thing. And they started doing, you know, days of Thanksgiving. But something that's interesting is for the next 250 years, it was never a national holiday. It was never an official thing. It was just something that people did unofficially just on their own for fun. They do it all different times of the year. Um, Every state and location kind of had a different little tradition and everything, but it was not a national holiday by any means. And now we meet our Thanksgiving queen. We can give all thanks that Thanksgiving is still a thing for us to a woman named Sarah Josephina Hale. Okay, she was such, such a cool lady. So she was a big poet and activist. A lot of her poems are really famous now, actually. She wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, a couple more like famous children's songs, which is really interesting. Um, she was an anonymous column writer for some ladies magazine type thing where people would write in and ask for advice and things. Um, she was an amazing woman. She also was really into women's rights. She promoted female doctors and she did a lot for like lobbying for policy to make females be able to be doctors. Um, She did a lot uh, for child welfare and kind of got that started as well. Um, Basically, she was a boss AB. (laughs) She was so awesome. So 
she was a big fan of Thanksgiving, a woman after my own heart. She loved Thanksgiving. She specifically said that she loved the unity. She felt like we really needed more unity in this country, something that, um, you know, is familiar to us. <laughs> Sounds like it's kind of a thing forever and ever, but she felt like we needed more unity and we needed to celebrate gratitude and things more. So she went so hard and campaigned to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. Um, in 1863, she finally got Abraham Lincoln to agree. She had been campaigning this forever and ever. Apparently, she's a very persuasive person because she campaigned and created a lot of awesome things. But Abe Lincoln finally agreed. And, you know, he's always been my favorite president. And this is just another reason why. <laughs> but he instigated that the, a day of Thanksgiving is going to be a national holiday from then on out. And then later... Um, they, they eventually decided to make it um, the specific Thursday and all that stuff. But it wasn't until 250 years later after this first Thanksgiving in 1863 that it actually became a national holiday, which isn't that long ago. I mean, it kind of is, but it's kind of recent. I don't know. I mean, it's not as old as Christmas, okay? <laughs> and to me, one of the best parts about Thanksgiving is... It's an American holiday. All of the other holidays are pagan holidays, as you heard. They come from all other parts of the world. But this one's like grassroots. It's us. I don't know. I just love that. It, it like fills me with pride. The other thing I love about Thanksgiving is that it's literally the one holiday that's not insanely commercialized. Even like Easter, Valentine's Day, everything is just crazy commercialized. And Thanksgiving is just... Sometimes you do a craft in school where you do your hand and then do a turkey and you write what you're thankful for or whatever, which is so cute, but it's really not very commercialized. I absolutely love it. There's there's very low expectations. There's no gift expectations. There's no, I don't know, like things don't have to be perfect. You just get together and have Thanksgiving. It's so pure. It's so wholesome to me. I love it so much. So this is what we need to do to champion Thanksgiving. So basically, we just really need to lean into the gratitude part. Gratitude is so good for us. I've read a lot of um, like neuroscience studies and things that talk about the benefits of gratitude on our brain. It literally changes our brain, changes our neural pathways. Um, it's so good for us. And I really would love to just lean into that even more. I mean, honestly, that should be all year round, but this is such a good time to be thankful. Honestly, we have so much to be thankful for, especially the little things. You think about the pilgrims, they didn't have heating, you know, they didn't have running water and it gets cold, you know, even here in Utah, but all the way up there in New England, they, even though they had life so much harder than we do, they really found every reason to be, be thankful. It's such a good example to me. I... Oh, I love it. Um, I think Thanksgiving needs songs. It needs activities. It needs traditions. But the thing is, consumerism hasn't really got their grubby paws on Thanksgiving because what are you going to do about being grateful? Like, <laughs> I don't know. So I feel like, you know, can someone come out with a Thanksgiving album? Mariah Carey, Justin Bieber, literally anyone, please. Like, we need to celebrate Thanksgiving more. It needs little fun traditions and stuff. Um... The other thing I would love to see, this was my favorite thing to learn about Thanksgiving when I was doing my research for this episode, is that they really did bury the hatchet. They had a really complicated 
difficult relationship with the Wampanoag tribe and the pilgrims together. They both ways, you know, they had a really complicated relationship and they created a peace peace treaty and they buried the hatchet, essentially. Um, I would love to see us doing that in support of unity, coming together with people who we have a complicated history with or it's hard for us to, you know, get along with or be compassionate or want to get together with and just, you know, come together for our common interests Um, what we have in common, celebrate that, celebrate gratitude. It's such a great opportunity to do that. I would love to see that. And then, you know, I love the games after. I think that's so fun. I think we could do a lot more like family games. I mean, there's a lot of football and things that people are into, which is fun. But the games after is just the cherry on top. So now that we all have a little bit more understanding and appreciation for Thanksgiving, maybe we can get a little bit more behind it. Um, I sincerely hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving tomorrow, just, you know, full of family and love, and maybe we can carry that feeling and that gratitude and that unity of Thanksgiving all throughout the rest of this year, all throughout our lives. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I love it so much. I want to be its champion. So the other thing about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, honestly, and Black Friday are like two and two together. So to be honest... I am not a gifts person at all. That is not my love language. Um, I don't really like receiving gifts that much. Honestly, giving gifts stresses me out. Honestly, I've always been very like bah humbug about actually like the consumerism part of Christmas. I love the traditions. I love the music. I love the emphasis on family. Obviously, I love the emphasis on Jesus and giving, but I feel like it just turns into craziness over just shopping is insane and just so much pressure to give people gifts. And for me, I feel like if we're not careful, it becomes this pressure to spend a lot of money um, on things that people don't want or need just so, you know, they have something to open and you give them a gift and, and you look good. So I've had a really hard time kind of combating this because I just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. And for me, for a while there, it got it got too much. And I honestly, I hated Christmas. Like I hated everything about it. I saw it as like a crazy six weeks, six week sprint of just stress and spending all your money and shopping just for someone to open up something they don't even want or care about. And just I hated it. So I decided I don't want to be a Scrooge. And so I, I kind of figured out the system that works for me to love and bring the joy back into Christmas loving the season, loving the family time, loving the traditions that work for me. So I want to share with you guys the tips and things that work for me to bring joy back into the season in case you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or maybe you're a little bit in my same boat, like Christmas stresses me out. I know I'm in the minority. I know a lot of people love everything about Christmas. They love shopping. They love going crazy. They love the hectic, busy craziness of it all. But for me, it just, it doesn't work and it makes me bitter. So Here are my tips to put the joy back in Christmas if you're in my same boat. Number one, I don't want to make Christmas shopping really stressful and last minute. That doesn't work for me. Um, And I feel like it makes something not meaningful anymore. So I try to make gifts very, very meaningful. I think what makes a good gift is one, it's something that they would not get themselves. Um... You know, like that's kind of the essence of a gift is something somebody wouldn't give for themselves, but that they're going to love. And two, 
something, maybe it shows them you notice a little bit more something about them. You know, it comes from a deeper place other than, oh, this candle smelled good. <laughs> something you know about them, something you like. Um, a lot of times I end up getting people stuff that I love, some of my favorite things, because I'm really excited to give it to them. I know they'll love it. And it's like, oh, you know, I know that you're really into this. Well, I love this. You know, I hope you'll like it. That's a fun way for me to enjoy giving somebody a gift. Part of that is I actually plan and Christmas shop all year. So I kind of notice and pay attention to little things people say. If somebody says that they love doing this or they're excited about this, um, I kind of log that in my brain. And it sounds like it's a lot of work, but it's actually so much less work. And it's really fun to listen to all the people you love in your life and just pay attention to little things about them. And then if I ever see something I think they would love, I just buy it and save it for Christmas. I have a little bin in, in my office with all my little Christmas things. Um, and then it's nice because I pull it out and I'm like, oh yeah, I got this for my mom earlier this year, whatever. Um, and then they have a meaningful gift that I'm excited about and I don't have to spend time thinking, oh my gosh, what in the world am I gonna get this person? Um, the planning, you know, really makes it less stressful and makes it more meaningful. I'm more excited to give them these gifts because I've been planning about it, thinking about it all year. It's something I'm really excited to get for them and I really think they'll love. So just to give you maybe some concrete examples of things I like to give people, I like to give people things they're going to actually use instead of like little mementos or things that are just kind of going to sit around and collect dust. Um, so I like to notice, you know, their hobbies, their passions, thing they, things they spend their time doing. Kids and pets are great hobbies and passions. Um, I always, I like to give people shoes especially boys. They really, I don't know. I feel like they really like shoes. Um, luxury items, they wouldn't necessarily give themselves. And it doesn't have to be expensive to be luxury, but something that they wouldn't splurge on for themselves, but they're going to love and going to use. Um, and then I always love to give experiences. Those are some of my favorite things. Um, and this kind of started from, my parents started this cool tradition. I love that they do this. One year, this was probably around when I was 10, we went on, not over Christmas or anything, but we went on a cruise with some family friends and all of my siblings and I, we fell in love with cruises. Honestly, I should probably do a whole episode just to rave about cruises. I think that they are the greatest thing to ever happen to the world. <laughs> they are the best family trip. They're just amazing. So we became obsessed with cruises. We still are. And so that year for Christmas, or maybe it was a couple years later, we had been begging my parents to go on another cruise, but it's really expensive, obviously. So I think it was a couple years later, but I think I was 10 when this happened. Anyways, we come downstairs on Christmas morning. There's no presents. There's no nothing. There's just six boxes in a circle. So there's six kids in our family. And we all sit in front of a box. My parents are just smiling and recording. And we're like, what is this? So they tell us to all open our boxes and we open them. And it's our plane ticket and our cruise entry thing. And it just says, Guys, we're going on a cruise for Christmas and our flight leaves tonight. So let's pack and let's go. And we were so excited. We freaked out. That is still my favorite Christmas memory of all time. And one of my like most heartwarming childhood memories. It was so fun to be so excited with my siblings to hurry and get packed, fly to Florida, go on our cruise. And we had the best cruise experience. We bonded so much. We have so many funny stories and memories that we always talk about. That experience 
is so meaningful to me and it lasted so much longer than the clothes or the little things I would have gotten for Christmas that year. That's something that will last my whole life. And that I feel like is what Christmas is all about is gifts that are going to be really meaningful to someone and especially bring me bring people together and create memories. Obviously, you don't have to give someone a cruise to give them a good gift, but there's lots of other experiences that you could give people. Little things that you've enjoyed or appreciated um, go a long way. My next tip for how to enjoy Christmas more, make it less stressful and more meaningful is for me, and I'm not this kind of person in other aspects of my life, but for me, all of my shopping is done by Black Friday. I love to get it out of the way so I can just enjoy the season season with no stress about gifts and shopping and all of that stuff. So usually I spend some time beforehand brainstorming, figuring out who I'm getting gifts for, you know, who I don't already have something for and what I'm going to give them. And I really try to pull on, you know, what do I think they need? What do I think they'd love? What do I think would be meaningful for them? All that stuff. I come up with my list of what I'm getting everybody. And then most places will do a Black Friday sale. So it's just a nice way to, you know, get what you're going to get them discounted. So like to go on those websites and take care of any buying that needs to happen by Black Friday. Once everything gets here about a week after Black Friday, I have a really cozy, fun night of wrapping just by myself, turn on Christmas music, get something cozy. Sometimes Avery will do it with me, but um, honestly, I just kind of like to do the wrapping myself. (laughs) So do all the wrapping, make it really fun. And for me, I love to make the wrapping really cute and kind of extra and do fun bows and fun wrapping and fun cards. Um... It just makes it a lot more special to me. So I really like to kind of, I'm, I'm not crazy or super fancy or anything, but just make the wrapping really fun and put a lot of love into it. You have to be careful with Black Friday though. And it's really easy for me to try to get sucked into sales and stuff, but I really try not to get sucked in or stressed out. If there's something that I just don't know if I'm going to get that person, I just, it's not worth it to be so crazy stressed out and overbuy things over Black Friday. I just try to get exactly what I need and then that's it. And my birthday is right after Black Friday, so sometimes I'll get a little something for myself, which is fine. But it's really good not to get crazy, you know, sucked in and stressed out about Black Friday. Moving on from Black Friday and shopping, my next gift as far as my next tip, which is also a gift... (laughs) As far as gifts go is it's okay to do non-gift gifts. So, or non-physical gifts. We all did this with our parents where we'd give them like 20 minute back rub, little coupons and stuff. For me, I think that's kind of cringe because it doesn't actually come to fruition and it's kind of dumb. But I have a friend. Hi, Lizzie. (laughs) And I love what her family does. They do homemade gifts for their family and they do really, really awesome things. So... Like, for example, I think last year they gifted, someone in the family was redoing their house and they gifted someone to repaint, do the painting for them. Like, what an awesome gift. They spent time together, things like that. Um, They offer babysitting because they don't do that, kind of quote unquote for free for each other. But I think there's a lot of ways to do non-gift gifts. And sometimes those are the most meaningful, the most memorable the most awesome. So you don't actually have to give somebody something physical for it to be an amazing gift. So once my gifts are taken care of, they're wrapped, they're under the tree, December is just starting. My last tip and the thing I try to do is just sit back and enjoy 
Christmas. I try not to get caught up in the craziness. I say no to the things that don't fill my cup and lean into the things that do. So I personally, I love tradition, so I lean into that. I love to go ice skating every year. I love to go look at the lights. I love to get Starbucks-themed drinks. Little traditions that really just fill me with warm and fuzzies. Um, I love celebrating the religious part of the holiday and, you know, focusing on the Savior is really fun for me. Um, But mostly, I don't put pressure on myself. If there's something I really don't feel like doing this year, I'm not going to force myself to do it. I don't want to feel that sense of urgency and scarcity. I tell myself, it's okay that I'm not into that. I don't have to do it all. And Christmas will come back around next year. So if I'm feeling it, I can do it then. I'm really preparing myself for that this year. Just with being pregnant, I'm tired. I'm not (laughs) as into as much things. It's a lot more like I'd rather sit at home and be cozy. And I'm just going to lean into that and enjoy that because I'm sure when we have little kids running around, it's going to be a lot more being active and out and about. So try to get all the stuff you have to do out of the way so you can just sit back and enjoy Christmas, enjoy the reason for the season, whatever it is for you. If it's family time, if it's a reset, or if you love gift giving, you know, get your other stressful stuff out of the way and go shopping till your feet fall off. Just do what fills your cup the holiday season, whatever it is, um, and it makes it a lot better. So <laughs> makes me not be a Scrooge, makes me not be so bah humbug to actually let myself enjoy it instead of getting caught up in the stress. So those are my best tips. If you guys have any other tips for how to really enjoy and live up Christmas, let me know. And, you know, maybe some people are just rolling their eyes thinking I'm crazy, but <laughs> I hope this was helpful to anyone Thank you for coming along the journey with me to loving and appreciating Thanksgiving. I sincerely, truly hope all of you guys have an amazing holiday season, whatever holidays you celebrate. I hope you'll celebrate Thanksgiving because it's fantastic. And no matter what you do, maybe just take some time to be grateful for what you already have and try not to focus on what you need or what you want. Um... Sometimes I try to focus a lot on gratitude and sometimes when I'm really not feeling it, it's hard for me to get started. Um, But once you do get started on the gratitude, it just kind of snowballs. So take a minute today, take some deep breaths, give yourself some love and um, practice a little bit of gratitude. Today, I'm feeling so, so grateful for our house and the fact that it has a working heater. I was listening to what we said and talking they were sharing a story someone submitted about how her family in the dead of winter, their heater broke and they didn't have enough money to afford it. And I'm just grateful to live in this day and age and um, that Avery and I have a heater in our house. It's getting very cold and that we're able to be comfortable. I'm so thankful for the sunshine every day that it can be relied on, you know, to come up and um, just brighten the world a little bit. Um, I'm so thankful for Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that I get the opportunity to be home this year. I haven't actually been home for Thanksgiving in six or seven years. Like it's been probably more than that. It's been a long time. My family travels a lot, but this year we're going to be home. I'm so excited about that. I am so grateful to you guys for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, And if you have it in your heart this holiday season, (laughs) please subscribe to the podcast, give it a five-star rating, and give it a review about what you liked about it. Um, It would mean so much to me. That's a gift you could give me. (laughs) Guys, it's so uncomfortable self-promoting, but do what you gotta do. So anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Happy Thanksgiving, you all. We'll talk to you next week. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to I Don't Care, I Love It. You can catch a new episode every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you like this episode, we'd appreciate it so much if you could give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. A five, one, three, two,